Hi, this is Rob. This is Victoria. And you're listening to the Saved and Single Podcast. Saved and Single, Saved and Single. I'm going to live my life for Jesus Christ. I'm going to live my life for Jesus Christ. What? What? Saved and Single, Saved and Single. I'm going to live my life for Jesus Christ. I'm going to live my life for Praise the Lord. Welcome to another edition of the Saved and Single Podcast. We count it an honor and a privilege to be in your listening presence. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to the Saved and Single Podcast. And we exist for no other reason than to encourage and empower and enrich the Saved and Single community. Um, we want to also give honor and recognition to ApostolicSinglesNetwork.com. Thank you so much for this platform. Today we're going to include a special guest, um, a guest speaker. It's going to be an excerpt, actually, from our Singles Fellowship in December 2019. And the guest speaker is Andrea McLean. She lives in New York. Um, she is a missionary. She works with young people. And uh, I believe she has some wonderful things to encourage you all that are single. She is a single woman currently at the time of this recording. And um, she just really blessed us, really encouraged us. So we're going to go to the excerpt. So y'all enjoy. But sometimes in my Christian walk, in my, if I'm being transparent, I'm, I get so tired. Like, God, how do you expect me to pray? Nonetheless, for other people, how do you expect to witness to other people? I'm so tired, God, and I just have to, and I say, God, please help me. And I testify that God comes through, that he will be your strength when you're so weak. Yes, in the yes. Name of Jesus. Um, Psalms 24 and eight says, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. That when we live for Jesus Christ, we are not without help. Um, I had the, a privilege and opportunity to speak um, to young people from various backgrounds. And one of the favorite scriptures that I like to go to is Second Peter 1, chapter 1, verse 3 and 10. And this is from the NLT. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We've received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fade away. And I'd like to just take a second to talk about some of the misconceptions that um, I feel that some people have that, oh, you know what, my mom's mom's mom was broke, so I'm just going to be broke. Or my, oh, my, um, it, uh, you know, with um, um, different things, you know, this is, this ha has gone on so many times, so long in my family, I'll just be another statistic or, um, my brother was a was a single parent and my father was a single parent and, and so on and so forth. And so we just accept the things that have been passed along in our generation. And 
we have to change our mindset because God has said that he has given us everything we need for living a godly life. And it doesn't even have to be negative, right? You say, oh, all the people in my family are teachers or lawyers or um, have gone into construction or it's a family business and I'm going to take it over. But is that the plan that God has for you and for your life? We have to check with God. It can be super positive. You can do something wonderful, but is it what God has ordained for your life? And God is saying he's given you everything you need to live for God, live for him. Amen. 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 I hope that I'm just encouraging y'all. I hope that amen. I'm doing that. Um, amen. <laughs> um, and one of the points is that when we know we know, we know that God loves us and we love him. It certainly shows in our actions. And I'd like to focus on the last two questions that I asked earlier. Are our desires leading us to or away from God? Right. How much do we want God? How much do we want God? Um, James 1, verse 13 through 18 um, and I'm going to have someone else read it just because I don't want y'all to get tired of hearing my voice. I have a piece of paper here you can read off of, um, on any volunteers. Oh, thank you. All right. In Jesus' name, James 1, 13 through 18. When tempted, no one should say, God has tempted me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all that he created in Jesus' name. Amen. So each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. So first it starts out with the evil desire and when that gives comes to fruition that turns into sin and then death. death. So I want to give you an example um, um, with when we start out with the evil desire and then use that biblical framework to talk about what happens when we align our desires with the Lord. So we, we know what happens when we fiddle with a false idea in our mind. It starts out with a thought, then leads to an action which leads to spiritual separation from God or sometimes physical death, meaning a premature death. Um, so let me give you an example. I've been called childish and naive because I refuse to watch movies or TV shows that include sex. I refuse to listen to songs that, you know, get you going. Um, raw R&B songs. And I've been saying, oh, Andrea, you're a grown woman. Grow up, you know. But my thing is, let them think what they want to think. I don't care because I'm taking heed to the word of God. Matthew 6, verses 22 to 24, it's a passage of scripture that describes how the eye is the gateway to your soul. So whatever I expose my 
physical senses too, such as my eyes and ears, has a spiritual impact. Amen. Um, Amen. So I think that a lot of people now sorely underestimate the importance of guarding our eyes and ears as if as an adult we don't need to look left or right before crossing the street. Um, it's not limited just to children. Um, Matthew, I'd like to read another um, scripture, Matthew 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 through 24. Do I have another volunteer? Mm-hmm. All right, are you going to be my um, hype man? In Jesus' name, Matthew 6, 22 and 24. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, the whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Thank you. Amen. And the word of the Lord is blessed. One of the things, <laughs> you think it would be a simple concept, but I think in the world this is certainly a difficult concept for a lot of people to wrap their head around. How could I expect my body to be full of light if I expose it constantly to darkness? Amen. Um, Amen. For example, um, but some people listen to secular music all week long and then wonder why Sunday morning service is dry or they can't feel the Holy Spirit. Um, and we may ask ourselves this question, where in the Bible does it say that listening to secular music is a sin? The Bible doesn't say, thou shalt not listen to secular music. You guys know that. But if we look in the um, book of John, chapter 2, Verse 15 through 17, it talks about a few things. The lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life um, that does not come from the Father, but the world, the devil. If I align my song choices with the Word of God, um, it, it must follow His Word. In this, in this example, the song may not have curses or be violent, but does it evoke romantic or sexually arousing feelings? Does it make me prideful in thinking about woe is me and my problems? Does it discourage me and take away my hope? Does it make me excessively angry? Those are examples of lust of the flesh and pride of life. This scripture may not say listening to non-gospel songs are a sin, but if we look at the teachings of the Bible, it gives us clear instructions on how to make good choices in our everyday lives. We just have to study and know his word. And I'm bringing this up because being Christian, it's not something that we turn off and on. When you see Andrea, I'm the same at work. I'm the same at home. Maybe sometimes a little bit more feisty, but, you know. <laughs> that's my sister. <laughs> you know, but it, it, this is a 24-hour thing. Um, and I just, I just want to give you another example. Um, there's nothing wrong with dating uh, it's a way to get to know someone, but me personally, I started dating when I was 23, and I've had three boyfriends, and there's nowhere in the Bible that says you should have this, you should date this amount of people before getting married. 
Um, however, I know myself, and it is an emotional toll to invest time in my feelings to different people, especially if the amount of time that I'm talking to different guys is very short. For me, the conviction that I have is that if I choose to make emotional investments with several different guys in pursuit of romantic intentions, it's just a distraction. Yes. Um, um, the Lord said to be truthful, so I'm going to be truthful. Um, sometimes I do get lonely. And the world says, just get married, silly. Like, that's a logical answer to the problem. Like, that's the solution. Okay, Some someone laughed. Like, okay, we know that that's not the solution. Um, and the reality is that it's unfair to expect or place that burden on my partner to meet all of my emotional needs. So right now I'm single. If I get lonely and then look to receive attention from my male friends, if I indulge accordingly, it's because I'm choosing to believe that in that moment, God is not able to meet my emotional needs. In that moment, I'm living beneath the calling. So just like um, co-pastor, um, co-pastor McWilliams had said earlier that there are places that, for her testimony, there are places in our heart that only God can fill. Amen? Amen. So we talked about how acting or evil thoughts lead to sin, which in turn leads to death. But let's talk about what happens when we don't accept the evil desires, but we have the good desires. So we have the good desires, then we have the blessings and rewards, and then we have life. So how do we get to that point of good desires? It comes from delighting ourselves in the Lord. Psalms 34, 7 says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the... Amen. Delighting in the Lord, our desires will naturally align with his, right? Psalms 1, um, verse 2 to 3, the King James Version says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. So this is what happens when we choose to obey the Lord, to accept his love for us, that whatever we do shall prosper. And I don't know if you've ever, actually, just like the woman in the video, everybody was basically crucifying her because she hit a certain age um, and she wasn't married. Like there was something wrong with her. And I, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but it's just like people are like, are you hitting 30, when are you going to get married? I know what age I am. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Again, thank you so much for listening to the Saved and Single podcast. Check us out on our website, www.savedandsingle.info. Also check out apostolicsinglesnetwork.com. God bless you.